The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Meditation doesn't have to be a solo practice. Meditation is more fun with friends. Looking for a way to drop in and hang out at the same time? Join us online at Omega Institute for a meditation party with self-proclaimed meditation nerds Dan Harris, host of the 10% Happier podcast, Sabene Selassie and Jeff Warren. This three-day retreat will stream live from Omega's Hudson Valley Campus, May 17th to 19th. Don't miss the party. Reserve your spot at eomega.org slash party today. Serving spiritual seekers around the world. Unity Online Radio. Thank you for tuning in for this Unity Partner Program. Unity Online Radio partners with spiritual leaders from organizations whose mission and messages complement Unity's. We are pleased to bring you this program on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Listen, there's songs around you that dance in the air like a melody. Messages of Hi, everybody. I'm Suzanne Giesman, and welcome to the Messages of Hope show. My foot's already tapping listening to that theme song. I just love the words, and I hope you take them to heart each week as you listen to this show and afterwards that you need to talk to your loved ones. They hear you. Listen in the silence and see what they're they're saying back to you. This show is all about celebrating the fact that death is not the end, that our loved ones who have passed are still with us, but even more than that, that there is a greater reality, and we dance in it all the time, right now, even while we're in our physical bodies, even though we may not be aware of it. My work as an evidence-based medium is all about showing people that we are souls here and now. You are a beautiful light And our job here on earth is to turn up that light in spite of what we read in the news. If we're not the light for others, then we're not doing our job. So today's show originally was supposed to be a discussion of spirit guides. And I'm going to change that around a little because it occurred to me that it would be really awesome to bring in my friend and fellow medium, Suzanne Wilson, with whom I do a workshop around the country in getting to know your spirit guides. It just hadn't occurred to me before how great it would be for the two of us to talk about that together on air. But Suzanne right now is out of the country and not available to talk about that today. So she's going to come back the first Thursday in March, and we will do that spirit guide discussion then. So for today, we're going to talk about Finding the silver linings when things in your life seem to go wrong, most especially when we have the physical loss of a loved one, finding the silver lining in that. I know that you can probably identify with the fact that when someone you love with all your heart passes to the other side, sometimes we want to go with them. We just can't imagine life without them, and we can't possibly imagine that there could be a silver lining come from the death of one who's really near and dear to our hearts. But I have a special guest who'll be joining me a little bit later, just one person of so many stories I've heard who's going to share how she found the silver lining after a personal loss. I really don't like using that loss. Our English language limits us sometimes. Death is is the loss of the physical body, but the work of a medium shows us that that loss truly is only physical, that in spirit, our loved ones are more with us than ever before. I know I have a, a friend named Leanne Hall. I, I interviewed her for my book, Still Right Here, and she says that her son Andy moved to the other side. How do you like that? 
that our loved ones moved to their new uh, abode. So before I really get started, I just wanted to mention, and nobody asked me to do this plug for Unity Magazine, but I got my copy of Unity Magazine in the mail yesterday, and I just love it. I was leafing through it, and the first thought that came to my mind is, where are all the advertisements? Because it's so different from every other magazine. You know, you pay money on the shelf for a magazine, and more of it is ads than anything else. But I'm leafing through my copy right now, and there are a few ads, but they're about really cool things that Unity has to offer. So everything that I'm interested in, and it's it has a whole new format. It's bright. And last night when I went to bed, it was late, and I just wanted to settle down, make that transition to sleep state with something light, something that I could just pick up and put down so instead of a heavy book i picked up the magazine and the the articles are just short enough to 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 read in just a few minutes and to go to sleep with something positive in your heart and in your mind so much better than going to sleep listening to the news so yay for katie coons the editor of the magazine and everybody on the staff who's done such a great job with unity magazine so Today, talking about silver linings, <laughs> my husband Ty and I were just talking about what are the, what is the meteorological significance of a silver lining? And I looked it up and you know, there's nothing really deep about it. It's simply when you have a dark cloud and the sun comes up behind it and lights up the edges. There's, it's, it's not a big deal, but for us, it's, it's beautiful to see that silver lining around a dark cloud, but certainly metaphorically, it's so meaningful that even when we're going through the storms that life inevitably brings us, the sun is always there behind the clouds, and eventually, eventually, it pokes out in such a way that we can't ignore it and we see the beauty in it. Before I bring Tracy in, I wanted to share with you a a little story that happened to Ty and to me, without naming names here to keep it anonymous, that at the time was not a good event for us, but ended up having a silver lining for someone else. And that is when we were traveling out west this past summer, we we take uh, the messages of hope on the road six months of the year, and we were in a western state and came outside in the morning from our RV that we travel in to find that our bikes that were on the back of the car had been vandalized. And and uh, it was a costly and time-consuming thing to have to get them fixed. So at the time, who's going to see the silver lining in your bikes being vandalized? Very inconvenient and disappointing that other people don't respect other people's property. You've probably all been there at some point. That's life in the world of duality here in Earth School. So because I was about to get on a plane... We didn't want to say bye-bye to each other, Ty and I, for a week, both of us being knocked off center by that incident. So Ty kept a stiff upper lip, and he just said, well, it is what it is, and we'll deal with it. So I said bye-bye to him, and I had a layover on the way back to Florida, and I gave him a call. This was a couple hours later, and he was very cheerful. And I said, wow, that's a big change. Everything going okay with the bike incident? And he said, yes, because they sent out this really wonderful police officer to take the report. Now, that the fact that the police officer was young and blonde may have had something to do with it. But actually, it's far more than that. This uh, He said to me, you know, I actually gave the policewoman a copy of your book, Messages of Hope, after she took the incident report. And at first I thought, why in the world would he give my book about how I became a medium to a policewoman until I realized she must have asked him, why are you here in our town? And he probably told her about our Messages of Hope tour, and she showed an interest in the subject matter, which of course is connecting with the greater reality. Well, you never know how a book is going to change somebody's life because it was, uh, boy, Probably a good four months after Ty met that policewoman that she reached out to me and she said, I finally got around to reading your book and it was three o'clock in the morning last night when I picked it up 
And she said there on the pages of that book was an answer to a question about the afterlife relating to a beloved family member of hers who had passed, a question she had asked 30 years ago. She felt that something she saw in those pages directly addressed a question she'd asked of her loved one on the other side, and she said it had her in tears. She said, someday when we get together, I'd like to share with you what that incident was. Well, I I doubt we're ever going back to that city again, so I texted her and I said, why don't we do a Skype call tonight and you can tell me face to face? And she did, and I got Ty sitting next to me as we're looking at the computer screen, and, and she was just a sweetheart. We had a great conversation about the book and how it affected her, but what was interesting is that while we were talking, her loved one dropped in on me with clear evidence that I'm not going to share with you because I don't have her permission to share it with you. But again, it had her wiping at her eyes because there was no doubt that her loved one was still right there with her. And when that phone call was over, I looked at Ty and I said, you know, that was really a pain for us to have the bikes vandalized and to have that incident. But look at the web Look at how the pieces came together that here's a young woman for 30 years has been thinking of that loved one and wondering how she is. And because we had that inconvenience and that expense, this policewoman had a life-changing moment and now a visit, an actual visit from her loved one on the other side. So that was the silver lining for her. And actually, if I think about it, there was a silver lining for me as well because I realized when I have these drop-ins, the spirits that just show up like that, it it's effortless for me to bring them through. We were just sitting there chatting right across the veil. I I only wonder what it must be for, like for Ty, my retired destroyer captain husband, to, to sit there knowing there's a spirit standing there right between us as I give evidence to show that. And But for me, the silver lining of the bicycle incident was I realized that sometimes when I do readings, I'm... I'm too tense. I'm trying a little bit too hard to show what I know in my heart to my clients that this is real. Your loved one's right here. And, and that, that tension is counterproductive. Whereas when this policewoman's loved ones dropped in on me at that moment, I realized it's just chatting with a person on the other side who's still very much that person that we love and knew. So, two silver linings there. I hope that with this topic today, you'll look back on things that at the time you may have considered had no positive outcome, but in fact, hopefully you grew from it and changed from it. Certainly, the fact that my stepdaughter Susan passed to the other side when it happened from a lightning strike That was the worst tragedy our family could ever imagine. I couldn't envision a silver lining to that at all. But now because of that, I started down the spiritual path. I've come to know that we're all one at another level where we are the light that flows through all of us. And I'm so grateful to say that this work is spreading like ripples. And and as I share with other people and they come to know that the greater reality is real, they go out and spread their light even further. The ripples spread and spread, which is what I want for you. Can you feel the love coming through these radio waves? Does that stir something in your heart? That's who you are. I I call it the pilot light that we have inside of us. No matter how challenging things in our life become, that pilot light never goes out. Even when your physical body ceases working, it is always there and you control how brightly that light burns. So I'm so grateful to Susan for showing me and showing her dad and everyone else that she's still around us with evidence. And now I want to bring in Tracy Susie, a woman that I met in a class that I was teaching on mediumship. And I'm going to ask Tracy to share her story with you in a minute because I've shared this story on several videos. Some of you may have heard Tracy's story, but I want to hear it from her side today. Tracy, how are you today? I am wonderful, Suzanne. How are you? I'm just great. So good to hear your voice. I feel a little heart surge just hearing it. Oh, I want to say I'm 
so honored to be a part of your show today. And you just mentioned about um, changing lives. And I want to tell you how much you have changed my life and so many parents' lives. I know how humble you are, but you're my personal angel and savior, and I wouldn't be here without you. Well, thank you. You know, the, the, the definition of an angel is a messenger, and I don't know if I'm an angel, but I just hope to be a messenger of the, truly the good news that, that life is e- eternal. Love is eternal. And so let's talk about when you and I met. Why don't you tell the listeners how that came about? Sure. Um, uh, actually, it will be um, two years ago, February 28th, my son, Amen. Uh, transitioned. Um, Eamon, I, I, I was thinking about this, and I know he won't mind me saying this, but he was a mama's boy. <laughs> and Eamon transitioned in his sleep from a neurological form of sleep apnea, and I was devastated, obviously. And I just didn't think I could make it through my life, even though I had two other daughters. So the first thing I did was I reached, I started questioning my spirituality, was born and raised Catholic, and I was fortunate because my sister had been studying um, Abraham Hicks, and she had introduced me to the afterlife about a year before all this. So mm-hmm. I, found, I found Dr. Yeah. Mark Pitt at three months and um, attended a webinar that he had and I was telling him my story, and he said, you know, there's this group called Helping Parents Heal. You should think about joining it or uh, being a leader. And, you know, at that point, I could hardly speak. So um, after I finished uh, doing his, his uh, class, um, I started researching him, which led me to a group called Eternia that you're part of. And um, I saw you, and I saw I read your biography, and I thought, if a naval commander turned evidential medium could could convince anybody, it would be me. So <laughs> I started doing research on you, and I found that you were having a class in New Mexico on developing mediumship. So I signed up for that class, and that's how we originally met. Yeah. So I want to tell the class, if if you knew Tracy, you'd see that the, the Tracy that I know now, she smiles, she's sweet. You can tell it in her voice. But I have to tell you, the class had about ooh, 50 students in it. And usually the energy in a class is really high and people are excited to be there and they're all bubbly. But there was this one student in the class who sat there with a frown throughout the whole first day. And Tracy, that was you. <laughs> That was me. And and Suzanne, you didn't know it at the time, but I really could barely hold myself together during the class. All I could do was not just break down in tears. So, yes, I was the the one uh, black cloud without a silver lining in that class. Yeah, and and it's interesting, I think, because I was so focused on teaching the class and, and reaching everyone that I didn't tune in to say, what's going on with this woman? Why is she frowning so much? And so it was the second day of class in the morning. I did a little bit of teaching for about an hour, and just as we were breaking, my guides, Sanaya, who always helped me teach all of my classes, said to me in my ear, You will take a break, and when you come back, you will give a reading in front of the group to demonstrate to the group how to do a one-on-one reading. And I gave them a silent nod, and I said, okay. And they said, and you will give a reading to that woman there. And they indicated you. And and Tracy, I know you, you understand, and you'll laugh with me, but I remember thinking, Oh no, anyone but her. Yeah, but all because of the energy. And so I'm going to just talk for a minute here, and then I want to hear from you what your experience was with this. But I said to my team, and the reason it was, oh, no, I mean, I'm all about helping people heal, but I want the reading to go well in front of the class, and energy is so important. And so the higher your your sitters 
energy, the better the reading's going to go. And they had picked out the one person whose energy was the lowest in the class. And But I know to listen to my guides. So because we were on a break, I went to a side room and I sat down and I connected with my team. And I said, look, if you really want me to do a reading for this this woman, I need a sign. And my stepdaughter, Susan, stepped in so clearly, and she said, you'll get your sign. When you go back in the room, go to the book table in the back, and she will walk right up to the book table. And I said, yeah, like that's going to happen. This woman hasn't talked to me the whole time. She hasn't been near the book table, near the front table. She's just been sitting there with her arms crossed. So I go back into the room. I step to the book table, and you made a beeline straight for me my jaw must have hit the floor so you want to tell us why you came to the book table at that moment sure and it's funny because when I approached the table you had such a startled look on your face I was a little (laughs) bit afraid to even speak because I I was you know like trying to figure out what was going on and I was coming up to you to say that um, I was grateful for the class, but I wasn't getting out of it what I thought. Because right before I had come to New Mexico, one of my daughters had broken her foot and I had been traveling. And all I did the entire time was pray. And I prayed and I prayed and I prayed. I prayed to God. I prayed to Amen. And I said, Amen, if you're still here, if you're still alive, You've got to come through Suzanne in this class that I'm going to. So I was prefacing all this, you know, coming up to the class. So I prayed and prayed and prayed. And the first day of class, you said, I'm not going to give any readings during the class. So I was very disappointed. Not that I thought you would, but I thought I would get some message. Mm -hmm. So since I heard that, I was coming up to you, I was having such a hard time just keeping it together, I was going to say thank you for everything, but I'm going to leave. I'm not going to finish the class. And when I came up and spoke to you, you said, of course you can leave, but before you leave, I'd like to do a reading for you. Is that okay? And I felt like I was dreaming. I just, I couldn't believe it. What I've been praying for for the last two months was coming true, it was coming to fruition, and I was just so startled and shocked, I did not know what to do. You led me up to the front of the classroom, you got permission uh, for the other students to do a reading, and I was just sitting there wide-eyed, just saying, how did this happen? How did I I get here? It was (laughs) truly amazing, and it was the answer to my prayer. Well, the thing that I want to let everybody who's listening know is, Even at this point, I have no idea what spirit is going to come through. I have no idea what loved one is on the other side. I'm just following orders from my team in spirit and my stepdaughter, Susan, who's part of the team. And they're saying, you're doing a reading for this woman. So uh, for the listeners, just imagine now I'm sitting in the front. I've pulled Tracy up in front of me and 50 students are gathered around. They're sitting on the floor. They're sitting in chairs around in a circle there. I've been talking all throughout the previous day about how to do a reading, and now i put on the spot, I'm just following the guidance. So I tune in, and it was immediate. I often have a little challenge sensing the relationship of who the Spirit is, but there was no doubt. I remember looking at you and saying, you have a son on the other side, and he is standing right by your right shoulder, I'm exactly. sure you remember that. Oh, I'll never forget it, of course. Yeah. Yes. Do you remember some and of the you, things that Eamon said? Yes. The very first thing that you said to me, and this sounds so much like Eamon, you said to me, Eamon is like my Susan. He is here to kick your butt <laughs> and saying to you, Mom, you can do this. And... I thought, boy, that does sound like my son. And, you know, um, sometimes after you have a loved one transition, you look back and you think of the things that kind of gave you a clue maybe that this would happen. And Eamon and I talked a lot because of his illness 
And I'd always say to him, honey, I could never survive if something happened to you. And he'd always reassure me and say nothing would happen to you. But now that it did happen to him, I knew he was coming through to say, Mom, I'm here. Mom, I'm, I'm alive. I'm here. I'm with you. You can do this. And I'm here to help you do this. And um, Damon gave you valid, so many validations, and you knew nothing about me. I mean, you knew nothing about Damon. You knew nothing about me. You brought through um, horses, and his fiance was a horse trainer. You brought through, I mean, just everything, his sisters, just so much evidence that no one would know anything about. And it was simply amazing. I remember he showed me right off the bat how he passed. He said he just slipped away, but that there had been a fall uh, beforehand, yes. and then he showed me some medication that he had been taking. Yes. He um, actually, uh, the day of his transition, he went to work, and he wasn't feeling well, and he passed out and fell. And yeah. um, he rested up at work, went home, made, which is really something I think about a lot, he took and made a video of himself for his fiance and mm -hmm. um, of him feeding their new cat. He finished the video, he went and laid down, and he never woke up. And um, so you, you brought through, yes, a lot of that information. And I think you even... You even were a little bit confused because you were having breathing problems, and Amon's form of sleep apnea um, was first obstructive and turned to neurological, which his brain told him not to breathe when he slept. It was a neurological mm -hmm. issue. You were a little bit confused why it would be, you know, uh, the, the symptoms you were getting. Yeah, but it was very clear to you that that was him. I remember he even talked about a dog, a dog that you have, that, a dog with a very special bark. <laughs> um, three months after Eamon transitioned, I had, um, had a beloved, her name was Baby Girl, um, and you said it was a two-syllable name, Dog, and Eamon had her with him and that she had this unique bark. And That's Baby right. Girl transitioned three months after Eamon, and I laughed because Eamon, one of my friends always said, you said, Eamon said she has a unique bark. And I said, yeah, one of my friends nicknamed her Circle Saw because her bark sounded like a circle saw. <laughs> <laughs> now, so. the, the getting together with um, Dr. Mark Pitstick, who was the reason that you found me, um, that came up in the reading, didn't it? Yes, because Eamon said, Mom, if you can get through the depths of your grief, you're going to be helping other parents. And I said, oh, my gosh, Dr. Mark Pistick said I should be leading a helping parent field. And I said, Suzanne, That's I right. can't do that. And you said to me, no, Eamon's saying it's too early, but once you can heal, if you can do this, Mom, then you can teach other people how to do this. And he said, you're not ready now, but someday you will be ready. And, oh, and you also said that he said that I would be doing things that I wasn't comfortable with, and I would be stepping out of my shoes into a new role. And just like this uh, radio show, Suzanne, you know, if you would have asked me before, would I be on a radio show or would I be... You know, could I do it? I would have said, oh, my gosh, I'm too nervous. There's no way. <laughs> so I am stepping out of the box. And I'm doing it all to honor not only my son, but all yeah. of our children that have transitioned because they want the parents, our parents, us to go on. And it's my way of honoring Eamon is by trying to help other parents. Yeah, what you didn't mention, Tracy, is that at that time you couldn't imagine helping others. But Tracy now leads the online meeting of Helping Parents Heal groups. They meet how often, weekly or monthly online? Um, well, yeah, we're, we're um, an affiliate of Helping Parents Heal. We're Helping Parents Heal online group. I see. And it's myself and Brian Smith and Ty Smith and Elizabeth West. 
and we do it by Zoom at least twice a month, if not more. And it's funny because um, in one of your presentations, Suzanne, the one that I've listened to probably a million times, where you've told um, the story of Eamon and I, you say at the end, I have no doubt that someday that she will be leading a helping parents heal. Well, now you can say she is leading a helping parents That's right. heal. That's right. That's right. And the the people you're affecting is is the number is amazing. So there's your silver lining. But I want to talk more about that silver lining regarding you, Tracy. And I want to share with people the magic of the drop-ins that I've had with Eamon. And I've asked him to be here with us today. So we have to take a break in just a few seconds for just two minutes. Tracy, can you come back and 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 share some more of the magic? Oh, of course. I'd love to. Okay. All right, so I want you to stay on the line, and everybody be sure to come back after two minutes because we're going to have some very cool stuff happening here. If Unity Online Radio has helped you grow spiritually through programs like this one, please consider supporting this online radio programming. Visit www.unity.fm and click on Donate Now. Thank you for helping us continue to serve as the voice of an awakening world. truly understand the laws of the universe and live a life based on these profound and unwavering truths, then your dream life starts today. No more waiting. No more wandering. If you're ready to let go of the striving and move into the allowing, you're ready for everyday attraction on Unity Online Radio. We study the teaching of Abraham given to us by beautiful Esther Hicks so we can release confusion for clarity, exchange struggle for serenity, and have the time of our lives today. Join host Ray Zander every Friday at noon Central Time, 10 a.m. Pacific, on Unity Online Radio for Everyday Attraction, where the law of attraction gets real. is full of voices, advertising, television, politics, colleagues, family, and friends. All are too happy to tell us how to live. In all of that noise, it's easy to miss the one voice that matters, your own soul. What would happen if you could hear that voice? Imagine the clarity, confidence, and courage that would be yours and the life you could create. Join Janet Connor, best-selling author of Writing Down Your Soul. The Lotus and the Lily, and Your Soul Wants Five Things, as she and her guests explore how to hear the call of the soul and create the soul-directed life. Live Thursday at 1 p.m. Central, only on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Go inside to find. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Hi, everybody. We still have on the line with us Tracy Susie. We're talking about her son, Eamon, and the wonderful way he came through from the other side to let her know he's still with her. I don't think that Tracy and I will fill up the full hour. So if any of you want to share a silver lining story or ask a question, please feel free to call in. The number is 888 888- Five five unity, and when uh, Tracy and I have uh, finished our chatting, we'll take a couple of calls. That's the goal. So, Tracy, I shared with everybody who's listening how we did an impromptu, very unexpected reading for you in the class, and you were like a changed woman instantly when your prayers to hear from your son were answered. And it's funny you you 
you did leave the class, but you didn't leave the venue because I remember you sat in the lobby the whole rest of the day calling every single family member <laughs> on your cell phone. Remember yes. that? I do. And I, you, again, you're such an angel to me. You took time in the breaks to come and talk to me, and I said to you, Suzanne, you, I said, I think I'll be able to sleep tonight. And I said, but I still don't know how I'm going to get through this. And you said to me, wait. And you dialed on your phone and you said, I want you to speak to this lady, Irene Vuvalitas. And she said, she'll be able to help you. Irene didn't answer the phone and you gave me her number. And I thought to myself, what in the world am I going to say to this lady? I'm probably going to be in tears the whole time. Well, fast forward. Irene and seven, there's eight of us. We call ourselves the Soul Sisters Eight. And we text every single day, all day long. We support each other. We help each other. We're all in Helping Parents Heal. We all have children on the other side. And I couldn't have done it without them. They're they're, um, part of my backbone now. And we help each other. And, again, it's the ripple effect, you know. It is. It is. You led me to her, and, and it just keeps going and going and going. That's the big web. And, and while we're focusing on parents with children on the other side today, the, you just cannot speak highly enough for having a support group of others who know what you're going through. If you have a spouse who passed or a sibling who passed, parents who passed – Find somebody else who knows that they are not gone forever, who doesn't just say, say, I'm sorry and you'll get over it. No, who can share with you the, the signs like Tracy and her soul sisters share back and forth. I know you're all listening. I love you all. Irene is featured in my book still right here and, and she and Tracy deal all the time now with phone calls with people who are going through what they went through. Uh, let me talk. A little bit. Let's talk about what's that. I'm sorry. I wanted to say something real quick, how the ripple effect spreads. I have a mother in Australia who her um, therapist listened to your speak about Eamon, sent it to her. The mother from Australia, first time in four years, reached out to me as another parent. We've now become really good friends, and she's going to be attending the first annual Helping Parents Heal. I mean, this travels across the world. So it's this oh, yeah. Effect. The technology is is wonderful to allow us to just know how close, how united we all are. That's unity. Yes. Yeah. So, Tracy, you were sweet enough to send me a pair of earrings, a little set of infinity symbols as a thank you. Mm-hmm. But uh, I didn't get them for about three weeks after you sent them because we were traveling and I came back to Florida and there they were. And I immediately got in the, on my computer to send you an email to thank you for the earrings. And while I was writing to you, as you know very well, Eamon dropped in on us. I was suddenly so aware of his presence again. And I remember just typing right in the email, Eamon is here right now, and he gave me several bits of evidence, but the biggest one was he wanted me to talk about the tooth fairy. And I thought, Eamon, I remember you were 29 when you passed. It's not like you're a little kid who just lost your tooth. Why in the world would you drop in on me out of the blue so that I would mention the tooth fairy to your mom? So, Tracy, why don't you tell everybody what happened? Yes, and you said that Eamon said no gift goes unreturned. And, um, Suzanne, I know you tell everybody this. One of the biggest validations for us parents or anyone else is for something, to say something that's current in our lives right now so we know they're here watching us. Right. So the day before you sent me that, I was cleaning out some drawers, and I found a little pouch full of all my children's baby teeth. And... I took a picture of the baby teeth. I sent it in a text to my two daughters, and all I wrote at the top was tooth fairy. That's it. <laughs> and that's where the tooth fairy came in. And my daughter, Nadia, sent back a text that said, OMG, please tell me those aren't our, our baby teeth. <laughs> no one, no one besides my two daughters and myself knew that. Well, obviously, Eamon did because he was right there watching us. But yeah. 
for for him to tell something so current to you was, I mean, you want to talk about someone's mouth dropping open. It was amazing. It's stunning. It's stunning. It had been three weeks since we had, you and I, had had any communication at all. I'm not even talking to you and your son is present with me right there in the room and saying, tell her about the tooth fairy. And this is just, it's like he... He he's he is right there with you. These are the magical moments that that change change people's lives to know that this is possible. This is real, and your Eamon is oh. is so very much with you. Yes, and and you validated that for me. I know, you know, we all can sense our children, we all feel our children, but I wasn't at that point, and the current information and just the things you told me there is no i have absolutely no doubt our children are to quote your book still right here absolutely yeah. and, and and how about one more magic moment before i th- i think amen's standing here once yep wants me to bring him through but just very quickly we you, the last time i saw you in person was at the associate Afterlife Research Education Institute conference in Arizona. You and your soul sisters were there, and I um, I remember I got a few of you together for a little impromptu group reading, and each of the children brought through a message. And I remember Eamon showing me with you. I said he's showing me a T-shirt of his, but it's all torn up. It's all full of tears. Yeah. Why was that significant? Um, well, Eamon um, went to the University of Alabama, and that was... Roll Tide! <laughs> yes, ma'am, that's exactly. And as a matter of fact, he has a memorial bench at his fraternity there. And he, everything, he loved the Tide. But Eamon had a favorite game day shirt, and it's white, and it has all these tears all in it, and he would never part with it. Well, I sleep with that shirt every single night. And mm-hmm. I brought it with me to the AREI um, symposium, and I was really worried about bringing it because I thought, what if my luggage got lost, and I was kind of fretting over it. But he brought through this T-shirt, and I remember after you gave the reading, I ran to my room and I showed you. It's, it's a white uh, University of Alabama shirt with these pairs. All over in it, but and I cherish it. I remember at that moment, you know, I know this is real. I do readings almost every day. I talk to the spirit world daily, and yet those things never stop blowing me away. When you showed back up in that hotel hallway holding (laughs) up this torn T-shirt that he had just shown me, it's. I hope I never lose lose that that awe, that joy. I tell, I think I told Irene this the other day, that to me is what makes you so endearing to me and so <laughs> validating and everything. I said, I hope we never give up the awe. Susan, I said, Suzanne Giesman is always in awe of the things that come up. And I said, I hope we never take this for granted. Never. And you never do and neither do we. No, no. Well, let's see. I have felt your son around me all day. In fact, I'm even wearing a T-shirt that I got not too long ago with a beautiful feather on it that as I was getting ready for the show, I know it's radio and nobody's going to see what I'm wearing, but he said, wear the T-shirt with the feather. And I realized he sends you feathers all the time. So I put the feather on for Eamon. And let me see. Tracy, while I was riding my bike earlier, I saw a razor. He was saying, I don't need the beard on the other side anymore. And he showed me a razor and several of his belongings kind of lined up really neatly. And it came with this feeling that you you have several of his personal belongings. And every once in a while, you just handle them with such reverence, even something as common as a razor. And and there, it came with this feeling that it's it's kind of like you have not quite a shrine to him, but a collection of his personal belongings that you handle. Does that make sense to you? Suzanne, you're so amazing. I have Uh-oh. a memorial table 
set up for Amon. And, you know, Amon was an adult and living, you know, away from home. And one of the things that I have sitting on the memorial table oh. is the last razor he used. Oh, my God. I, 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 and I mm-hmm. touch it all the time. Oh, I, I didn't want I wanted to tell folks that when I was asked to do this radio show, I said, but I don't know about doing readings on the air. You know, you can't guarantee it. That's I'm not I haven't been doing readings forever, but I just have to trust. And as I was talking about the razor just now, my heart's palpitating and I'm saying that's you, Eamon, isn't it? Because just letting me know physically he's right here and he's laughing right now. And what he's saying, Tracy, is, you know, he shows me you handling these things and it's just like rolling its eyes and saying oh mom <laughs> like, so like you, you know i'm here but you can you know go ahead and and idolize my razor was the feeling now right now he's showing me whoo i gotta catch my breath it, the energy is very high he's showing me i can't tell exactly what it is it's either like it looks like a rabbit's foot but then it gets a little bigger and it's more like uh like the tail of a Oh coon, coon hat, oh or some, or something, and he's waving it at you, and he's laughing okay, again. What is this? I am sitting. I am sitting here. This is, uh, gosh, you are amazing. <laughs> I'm sitting here in my bedroom, so it's quiet. And when I was at um, a holistic Ooh. show, I bought a coyote's tail. Oh. And I'm a vegetarian, and I'm really funny <laughs> about things, but I pet it as sort of like therapy for me. Uh, and I was going to have a clip put on it so I could put it clip it on my like my pants so I could stroke it as to keep myself calm. And oh I'm sitting gosh. here looking at it. I'm sitting oh. here looking at it. Well, Eamon is sitting there looking at it with you, and he's giving it a big thumbs up, and he said he is so incredibly proud of you. Let me just see what he wants to say. He keeps showing me, this I've only ever seen from um, married partners, I don't want to embarrass you, but I know he's taller than you, but he keeps showing me coming up behind you and putting his arms around your neck, like a partner would do. It's a very endearing motion and i have no doubt that he used to do that to you didn't just and then he's putting his right now he's putting he's coming up behind you and putting his hands over your eyes you know like guess who oh, <laughs> oh. you know last <laughs> night at last night you were saying this i was having one of those what we call rabbit hole moments and i was in my rabbit hole crying and i asked him can you please give me a hug? And I was sitting down and he said to me, it's a little bit hard in the position that you're in, mom. So I was just, this was just last night. I asked him for a hug like that. Oh gosh. So there's your hug. There's your hug. And down the rabbit hole, he says, now, oh, He's showing me like Alice in Wonderland. I played Alice in Wonderland in seventh grade and I've come to learn only in the past few months that Alice in Wonderland is the whole story of the spiritual path. That it's really that Lewis Carroll, who wrote it, was very deeply into metaphysics and spirituality. He probably would have been a member of Unity Church, (laughs) but he, he Alice went down the rabbit hole, and Eamon is saying right now, talk about that in the fact that you've been down that rabbit hole, like falling down that hole like Alice did. But he says, Mom, I'm helping you rise back up out of it. He shows me that you you two are in this together and that the reason you have so much confidence in yourself now is because he stands right there at your side every time you do one of these online webinars when you talk to these moms he's aware he says right now that that sometimes their grief threatens to consume you so he really ooh he wants you to be careful he's showing me a little bit of nausea stomach digestive problems that he's aware that you're having and it's the stress so right now he's saying mom you don't have to save the world one person at a time but only as you can handle it so this is really important tracy because right now he's 
clearly saying, and I don't want to embarrass you in front of whoever's listening, but that you, okay, don't, mom, don't get to the point where you think that you have to do this for me and to show how much you love me. That goes without question. He wants you to just pull back a little and listen to your body and listen to me, mom. We'll do this together, but I don't want you to burn out. He shows me a little candle that you actually burn for him and don't burn yourself out because you have years and years of helping people. But right now he shows me taking a gear shift and throttling it back just a little. As he shows me that, I feel a little sports car that he would have really enjoyed driving. I don't see him as a sports car kind of guy, and he's a big guy, but if I have my hand on a little, almost like an MGB type car with a little knob handle on the shifter. But uh, I hope you understand the message about throttling back, okay? I I absolutely do, and I have, I, I, I'm an empath, and I know sometimes I need to um, step back a little bit because I, it, I, he's right. I want to help every parent out there know that if I can do this, they can do this. So, yes, And, and not just sometimes. the parents. That, that's your goal, Tracy, because you know how it feels to have a child pass. But, but for everybody who's listening, may you use Tracy as an example of somebody who went from the depths of grief, sitting there in my class, cross-armed and just low, low energy, to now somebody who's giving hope to other people. That's why this is the Messages of Hope show. And, and I'd like to also encourage anybody listening that choose to honor your loved one, whether it's a child or a husband, whoever it is, choose to honor their life. I choose to honor Amon by his spirit and his life by helping others. I don't want to honor my son by always focusing on his passing. I want to focus on all of our children, all of our loved ones, and honor them by living and doing things to help others to make this world a better place. That's it. That's it. You, you just gave me the perfect lead-in, Tracy, to um, a quote that I wanted to share with everybody today. I'm looking at the screen, and it still says, no callers. So I don't know if last time we the calls came in and we couldn't hear people. This time, <laughs> the calls aren't getting through. So hopefully we'll take some callers next week. Or maybe it's part of the perfection that I'm just supposed to share these final words before we end. Stay on the line a minute, Tracy. But... Um, I read a book called Man's Search for Meaning, a very famous book written by Viktor Frankl, who spent uh, a really torturous time in the concentration camps in Nazi Germany. Man's Search for Meaning is a wonderful, timeless book that I recommend anybody read. And one of the quotes that I took from that book that feeds right into what you were just saying, Tracy, is from Viktor Frankl. We have to learn that it doesn't really matter what we expected from life, but rather what life expects from us. We are being questioned by life daily, hourly. Life ultimately means taking the responsibility to find the right answer to its problems and fulfill the task which it consistently sets for each individual. I'm sure that that you never, ever would have asked to sign up for this journey, Tracy, but you've taken the dark cloud of Eamon's passing and shown that the sun is still there. Absolutely. Absolutely, and so have you, uh, Suzanne. Susan's uh, transition uh, gave another shining light, and um, I'd also like to say that's what uh, you have coined as parents who have chosen that we are shining light parents. I'm laughing because it is the one thing I wanted to say and I had forgotten. It's like you and I are having this mind meld and I actually feel Eamon is part of that. That is just like putting thoughts. I want the listeners to know that your loved ones put thoughts in your minds all the time. And he's probably sitting there saying, Mom, be sure to bring up the shining light parents. Uh, Shining light parents are those who have a child on the other side, just like gold star parents, which Ty and I are because Susan was a U.S. Marine killed on active duty. And Irene Vuvalidis and Elizabeth 
Boisson, um, part of Helping Parents Heal on the board, and Elizabeth is a co-founder of the group, decided that they didn't want to be saddled with the term bereaved parents for the rest of their lives. And with just one minute to go left in the show, Tracy, I want to tell people that that a shining light parent may not feel like a shining light when they're going through that dark cloud of grief. But eventually the sun does come out when we come to know that our loved ones are still with us. And during that stormy period, our loved ones on the other side are our shining lights, like your Amen is for you always. But when the sun finally comes out, then we, like Tracy here who joined us today, become the shining lights for others. So Tracy, I'm so grateful to you for being that shining light parent for so many others. And uh, I thank you for being my guest today. Thank you so much, Suzanne. I love you. Thank you for everything. Thank you for helping. I love you, Tracy. Look forward to seeing you at the conference in Arizona in April. Can't wait. Thank you, Suzanne. You're welcome. And thank you all for joining us. This has been Messages of Hope. Come back next week for another show. We're going to talk about When Spirits Come a-Calling, my favorite drop-in stories, just like I shared the story of Eamon dropping in on us today. Love and life are eternal, my friends. Let's celebrate that fact. Peace in the presence of conflict, love in the presence of hatred, forgiveness in the presence of injury. These words are easy to say. It's challenging, though, to live them in everyday life. After all, I can make my words and actions peaceful, but I have no control over the words and actions of others. That's true, but think about it. If you then I, then others, one by one, responded in love in every situation, the effect would be like the wave you see spread across a sports stadium. It would go on and on, gaining momentum as it moved through the people around us. I can let peace begin with me. To find a Unity Church near you, please visit our website at www.unity.org. of spiritually conscious living start now for a time-tested method to live with purpose and release your infinite potential tune in to the yoga hour living the eternal way with yogacharya ellen grace o'brien every thursday morning at 10 a.m central 8 a.m pacific only on unity online radio the voice of an awakening world Are you ready for deeper spiritual breakthroughs? Have you wondered how to apply spiritual principles to your everyday life in practical ways? Do you feel your soul is calling you to deeper purposes? Join Reverend Galen McDowell live every Wednesday at 10 a.m. Central for Truth Transforms, a discussion on how God within you, as you, is the power to transform your life. If you really believe that consciousness determines your experiences and that you are an individualized expression of God, join us as we help awaken and transform the consciousness of humanity. We will discuss, through lecture, live interviews and call-in questions, spiritual healing, prayer, prosperity, forgiveness, new thought views about eternal life, and much more. The world is waiting for your truth transformation, only on Unity Online Radio. What if you were intentional about your life, committed to having more energy and being more vibrant? Join Reverend Temple Hayes, spiritual leader of First Unity at Unity Campus in St. Petersburg, Florida, as she guides you on a journey to an intentional and energetic life. 
empower your life, and fully express the wondrous energy, love, and joy you hold in your wildest imagining. Joyfully and actively know that more important than what happens after you die is the deeper and enriching concern for what happens while you're living. How can you experience an incredible life right now? Learn how each week on The Intentional Spirit, Seeing and Being, Wednesdays at 1 p.m. Central Time, right here on Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. I'm Liz Winter and I have been a medium and a spiritual development teacher for over 30 years. On my podcast, All Aboard the Mediumship, I want to share the message with you that there is a wealth of love and comfort available to you from the spirit world. On my podcast, you can experience this comfort and peace for yourself through gentle guided meditations and helpful messages. Make sure you subscribe and follow so you never miss an episode. Part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network.